Yeah, it just it makes it much easier for my for me not to have to look at you that way. Are we good to go? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salam ala abdillahi wa rasulih nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahmihi ajma'in. Salamu alaykum. MashaAllah, it is so nice to be back. It is really, really nice to be back. I took some time away. I was out of the city. And uh, inshaAllah ta'ala, your lesson carried on. And we have a new lesson in hadith today. Okay? So before we start, can someone remind me what is a hadith of the Prophet wasallam? What do we mean by hadith? Okay, let's listen to Anas because I haven't heard you for a while. Said or did or help him out, Mubin. Or acted on, yeah, or approved of, or yes, Muhammad. Or yeah, or his, descrip his description, and it has to be authentic. Excellent. So it's something the Prophet ﷺ said, or something that he did, or something that he approved of. He was happy with it. He liked it. Or something that is about him, his description. Okay? So our hadith for today is the hadith of Aisha, Umm al-Mu'mineen Radiyallahu anha Who is Aisha? Yes, Habibi Excellent The daughter of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq And the wife of The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So sometimes we, we mix it up no, She's the Prophet sallallahu wife And she's Abu Bakr's daughter Daughter, and she was one of, if not the most knowledgeable of all of the women in Islam. Out of all of the people who narrated hadith from the Prophet, only three people narrated more than her. Do you imagine that? That means that out of all of the companions, and remember, 100,000 people made Hajj with the Prophet ﷺ. When he made Hajj at the end of his life, out of all of them, only three of them narrated more than her. And she used to tell people the rulings of Islam and explain Islam to them. Why do you think she narrated so many hadith? What do you think? Remember, she's the Prophet's wife, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, radiyallahu anha. Why do you think she narrated so many hadith? Yes, Habibi. Uh, is it because he, she's the wife of Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? She knows still a lot of knowledge. Very good. You're very, very good. She's his wife. So she spends time with him that other people don't spend, right? Because if somebody is married... Yeah, I need the, the husband and the wife, like for example, your mom and your dad, they spend time together that nobody else spends together. So she spent time with the Prophet, nobody else spent time with him as like that, that, that she had times with him. 
And she was very, very clever. She had a very good memory and she was very clever. She had such a good memory, she used to test the other companions to see if they memorized or if they made a mistake. And if she saw that she, they made a mistake, she would tell them, you didn't make, this is not how the hadith was. He didn't say it like this. He wasn't like this. And she taught the people because she was very young in age when she married the Prophet ﷺ. So she taught the people for a long time. Even after he died, she taught the people for a long time. So she learned from him things that nobody else learned. And she told us things that nobody else told us. This hadith is narrated in Al-Bukhari and Muslim. And we said there's something special about Bukhari and Muslim. What do we say special about those two books? Yes, Habibi. They're both 100% authentic. There's no weak hadith in them. There's no mistakes. And they are completely, you can trust it. Every hadith in there is right. This hadith is narrated by Al-Bukhari and it's narrated by Muslim. From the hadith of our mother, why do we say our mother? Because you have a mom and I have a mom and all your moms are different and my mom is different to your mom. So why is it what I say about Aisha, I say our mother Aisha. Yes, Muhammad. She's the wife of the Prophet And the, the, the wives of the Prophet are the mothers of the believers. So we, they're given everyone who is the Prophet's wife, all the women who were the Prophet's wife, they have the name, the title, a special title, Ummul Mu'mineen, the mother of the believers. And that part of that is because nobody else was allowed to marry them after the Prophet died. You know sometimes when somebody's, their husband dies, they get married again, right? You saw sometimes somebody's husband died and after a long time they got married again. But not for the Prophet ﷺ. When he died, his wives were not allowed to marry anyone after that. Because they wanted to be with him in where? Where will they be with the Prophet ﷺ? Oh, let's see, a lot of people got answer here. Yes. Yeah. In Jannah. In Jannah, in paradise, in heaven. So they didn't marry anyone else. So they were like, it was like they were our, like our mothers. Yeah. That's how we look at them, like our mothers. So we call them Ummahatul Mu'mineen. So our mother Aisha, radiallahu anha, she narrated that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu fahuwa rad. He said, whoever, Whoever, you know this word whoever, it's a big word, right? Everybody, anybody, doesn't mean like whoever means maybe one person and not the other person. Whoever, everybody, anybody, man ahdatha, whoever brings something new into Islam that isn't part of Islam, it's not going to be accepted from them. Whoever brings something new into Islam that isn't from it, it will never be accepted from them. So what we want to understand here is, 
our religion, the religion of Islam, where did it come from? Where did the Prophet ﷺ get it from? From Allah. He doesn't speak from his own desire. It is a revelation which is revealed. He didn't take it from himself. Do you think one day Prophet ﷺ got up and said, hmm, I think we pray five times today. No, not like that. Not like that. Allah told him and he said it. Allah gave him revelation. Allah gave him the rules and he told us the rules. That's it. He never ever from his own self decided, I think the lady should wear hijab. No. He waited. Did Allah tell me? And if Allah told him, he told us. I'm going to come to you inshallah. So our religion came from Allah. Okay? It didn't come from the Prophet ﷺ in his own ideas or something. It came only from Allah. It only came from Allah. When Allah gave us our religion, did He give us everything we need or were there some things missing? Hmm. What do you think? Everything. Everything. And the evidence for that is that Allah said, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا Today, I have completed your religion for you. Your religion is what? Complete. Finished. Nothing left. There is no single thing that you need. Everything is done. And I have perfected my favor, my blessing. I've given you everything you need. And I chose for you Islam as your religion. So Allah told us, there is nothing in this religion which is missing. So hold on, we learned two things, okay? We learned, I'm coming to you guys, two seconds. We learned two things. Number one, we learned the Prophet ﷺ never said anything from his own idea or his own opinion. He took it only from Allah. And the second thing is we learned that our religion is 100% done, finished. There's nothing else you need. So now someone comes along and they add something new into Islam. We're not talking about the world. We're not talking about they come along with a new car or a new computer or a new mobile phone. We're talking about our religion. They come and they bring something into Islam that was never part of Islam before. Right? They bring a new prayer or they bring a new dhikr, a new thing to say. Or they bring a new way of worshipping Allah. So we say this is not allowed for us in our religion. Because our religion, it came from Allah. Allah chose it for us. And our religion is 100% complete. It doesn't have anything missing. So this hadith tells us, I'm coming, don't worry. I, I remember you guys put your hands up, I'm coming to you. This religion... We're not allowed to add anything new into this religion. In our lives, you can do whatever you want. You can add, you can buy a brand new mobile phone. And you can get a brand new car. 
and you can change from a diesel car to an electric car. And if tomorrow they have flying cars, you can buy a flying car as well, no problem. Because it's not your religion. But you can't bring something into this religion which is new. How many prayers did the Prophet pray that you have to pray every day? How many prayers, Habibi? Yes. Five. Five. Today we make it six. What do you think? Just five. We make it the same that Prophet did. That's what we're going to do. Now, he said, Man ahdatha. Somebody brings something new into this religion of ours It's not going to be accepted from them What about if that thing is really really good, nice Like someone brought a really nice new thing into Islam What do you think? Not accepted Not accepted? Even if it's really nice? And really good? No it doesn't matter if it's something nice or it's not nice. It doesn't matter if the person thinks it's the best thing. If it wasn't done by the Prophet wasallam, and it wasn't done by his companions, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, then we're not going to do it. And there is a famous Imam of Islam. His name is Imam Malik. Did you hear of Imam Malik once before? Maybe you heard of him, he's a very famous imam, very famous scholar, he lived in Medina. He was a very famous scholar a long time back. And in the time of like between 150 to 200 years after the Prophet a long, long time ago, I mean, 1200 years ago, more than, more than 1200 years ago. He said that there is no, there is nothing which is added into our religion, which is good, even if the people think it's good. Even if the people think it's good. There's nothing added into our religion that is good, even if people think it's good. Allah said, So whatever was not religion on that day, it's not part of our religion today. This is a rule, guys, so I want you to pay attention and listen to it. Whatever was not part of our religion on that day is not part of our religion today. Meaning, whatever was not part of our religion when the Prophet ﷺ died, Whatever was part of Islam then, that's what we have now. We don't have anything new inside of Islam. Nothing new at all. Everything in Islam, it comes from Allah. Allah and it was given by our Prophet ﷺ. He explained it to us. He explained to us. So whatever he did, that's what we do. And we don't bring anything else into our religion which is new. For our worldly life, technology and this stuff, we can bring whatever we like. But we can't bring something into our religion which wasn't there before. Because if something is perfect and you add something, what happens? If you have something perfect, let's just say you have the perfect food, okay? The nicest Biryani, okay? Chicken biryani. The nicest one ever. And someone comes and says, a bit more salt. 
and they put a bit more salt on top of the biryani, what happens? Does it taste nice? No. no. Because when you have something perfect and you add something to it, it goes worse, it doesn't go better. So what you have in Islam, that's everything that you need. This same hadith of our mother Aisha, I'm coming to your question, this same hadith of our mother Aisha radiallahu anha, this same hadith, she said it in a little bit of a different way. She explained, or the Prophet explained it in a, a little bit of a different way. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fahuarad. Whoever does something that wasn't what we did, it's not going to be accepted. Meaning in the religion. Someone who does something in the religion, that's not the way that we did it. Okay. Stop there, I'm going to take your questions Then I'm going to explain some more Because we've got to go into some details here What does it mean to add something into religion? What about the way we remember Allah? And how does it... We're going to explain that But first of all, I'm going to take some questions And if there's any questions on Telegram, give me a shout, okay? So, the first person who had a question Yes, Habib, you had a long time Tafadl Very good. So I said. The Bible was like kind of like the Quran, but it got changed like a million times. Very good. I, that's such a guys. Listen, because this is a very good comment. Very good comment. The first thing is Allah promised our religion is not going to change. When did He promise? Inna nahnu nazzalna dhikr wa inna lahu lahafidun. We sent down this religion, and we're going to keep it safe. We sent down the Quran and the Sunnah. And we're going to keep those two safe. They're not going to get changed or added to later on. And the second thing is, the second thing is, like you said, if you look at the religions who came before us, Judaism, Christianity, the Bible, what happened to them? They got changed, right? فَوَيْلٌ لِلَّذِينَ يَكْتُبُونَ الْكِتَابَ بِأَيْدِيهِمْ ثُمَّ يَقُولُونَ هَذَا مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ لِيَشْتَرُوا بِهِ ثَمَنًا قَلِيلًا فَوَيْلٌ لَهُمْ مِمَّا كَتَبَتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَوَيْلٌ لَهُمْ مِمَّا يَكْسِبُونَ وَإِذْ أَخَذَ اللَّهُ مِثَاقَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ لَتُبَيِّنُنَّهُ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَكْتُمُونَهُ what happened is Allah gave the Bible, any the Torah and the Injil. Today they call it the Bible. Allah gave it to their teachers and those scholars, those people of that religion. And Allah said, You have to explain it to people and don't keep anything secret. What did they do? They put it where? Where did they put it? Behind their back. They hid it from the people. And they took money, and with the money they changed what was, because of money they changed what was in the book. And the, the message that Allah gave them, they changed it. And they brought new things into their religion that was never from it. Like Allah said, Ma katabnaha alayhim. 
Do you know this? Have you guys ever heard of the Christian monks? Yes. Yeah? They go to the monastery and they used to? Yeah, not just, no, not just Catholic. And even in England, in, in Protestant England, they used to have. They lock themselves in the, in the church, in the monastery, and they don't go outside and they don't get married, they don't have children, and they, you know, they, do, they just lock themselves in that, in that place. And the nuns and stuff like that. You heard of them? Yeah? Allah said, talk to us about, Allah told us about them. Allah said, They put it in their religion, we never told them to do it. What happened? Why did they think it was good? Why do you think those people thought this was a good idea? What do you think? No, money was changing the book. Why do you think they thought it was good? That leave the world and they just, you know, lock themselves in their room and just remember Allah. Why do you think they thought it was a good idea? They thought it was a good idea, right? What do you think? Yeah, because shaitan fooled them, but why do you think? What do you think they thought? Exactly. Yeah, they thought we will study, we will not be affected by the haram things in the world, we will be better. So they went into that place and they locked the door and they said, I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to get married and I'm not going to live my life. And Allah never told them to do it. Allah never told them to do it. So these sometimes people think something is good, but it's not a good thing. And they think it's good, but it's not, not a good thing. In Islam, are we told to be like those people, like those monks? No. no, we're not told to like just go into the masjid and lock the door and that's it. Don't come out ever again. And no, no, we're not told. But we're told, come to the masjid for your prayer. And when the prayer's finished, go and do your business, go and do your job, go and do your studies. Then when the next prayer comes, what do you do? Come back again. And when it's finished, you can go out again. And when it comes back again. And sometimes you can stay in the masjid in itikaf, right? Sometimes you can stay like for, uh, for a few days, for a few a week or for 10 days. You can stay inside the masjid in itikaf, but not your whole life like those people did. So you understood they added things into their religion even though they thought it was a good thing. They thought it was a good thing but they added it into the religion. And Allah doesn't love for you to add something into his religion that isn't there. Okay, I'm going to give the other guys a chance as well because they had some questions. Yes. Right, let's see. Yes, Hat. Uh, two things. Uh, firstly, the first one is I know it's a bit a comment but um, the how many years ago was it when Okay, very good. So, I'll give you an, uh, the best answer to this question is we in Islam have a calendar. Okay? This calendar is a Muslim calendar. We call it the Hijri calendar. This calendar tells us how long it has been since Hijrah happened. Hijrah, when the Prophet went from, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Mecca to Medina. Okay. How old was he when, he when he became a prophet? 40, right? How long did he stay in Mecca? 13 years. Add them together, what do you get? 53. So when he left Mecca, he was 53. 
And that year is year number one. Okay, look at the calendar up there. What do you see on the date there for the year? Can you see it in the top corner there? One, four, four, three. That's 1,443 years since when? Since the Prophet ﷺ left Mecca and went to Medina. Yeah, but they do it, they do it. I'll give you a small benefit in that. We shouldn't say, we don't say, uh, we don't say BC and AD, especially not AD. Why? Because AD, basically what it means is the year that God was born. And we don't, we, so we don't say, it. what do we say? We say CE instead for their calendar. So we say B-C-E and we say C-E. You know, don't say B-C-A-D. No, no problem. But when you say those years, don't say B-C and A-D. Say B-C-E and C-E. Yeah, this is, means like the year that, that this is like common era. Like this is what, what the, their calendar. But we don't use A.D. because that's what they mean. They mean by A.D. they call it the, the year that God was born. Ta'ala Allah amma yaqulun. Qul huwa Allahu ahad. Allahu samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad. God was not born and he didn't give birth to anyone. Walam yakul lahu kufuan ahad. Okay. So, if we look at the calendar there, 1,443 years since when? Since the Prophet ﷺ left Mecca, and went to Medina. And when he left Mecca and went to Medina, he was 53. So now let's add it together to get the year. How long ago was he born? Let's add it together. So we need to add 53. So we add the 3, we get 6. Yeah, so we now got 46. Now we add the 50 and we get 96. So that means we get 1,496. Years ago, no, no, that's 1443 is today, and it's today, yeah? Like, it's the year right now. So we go backwards like that. What year was that in the Christian calendar, in the common era, CE? I, I'm not amazingly good with it, but it's 600 and something. 17? It's 600 and, it's, it's 600 and something, because if you take 2021 and 1443 away from each other, if you took 1441... Any six hundred and any five eighty six. So like something like around about six six hundred like that. I you can open the uh, five hundred seventy eight. Okay, I believe you. If you say it's five hundred seventy eight, I believe. Okay. All right. Okay. So, very good question. When did the religion then finish? Okay. So, he was 53. He was 53. When he went from Mecca, from Medina, Mecca to Medina. How long did he live in Medina for? No, that was in Mecca. How long did he live in Medina for? Ten years. Ten years he lived in Medina. Okay. In those ten years in Medina... That means when he died, he was 63 years old. وسلم, he was 63 years old. When he died, that's it. Then the religion was 
finished. It didn't end because the religion is alive today, and the religion never ended. But the, the rules stopped, new rules didn't come. There was, no more, there was no more new rules in Islam or new worship in Islam. Like, for example, in Islam, we have how many pillars of Islam? Five. Buni al-Islamu ala khams. Yeah, there's no sixth pillar got added later on. There's no pillar number seven coming next week. There's no pillar number eight or number nine. There's five because when the Prophet died, how many were there? Five. And so how many are there today? Five. Very good. Yes, Mubin. Hat. Five obligatory prayers. I didn't say five, only five prayers. I said five prayers that you must do. But all those prayers are not obligatory. The prayer you need, you must pray, is only ever five. There is no other prayer that you have to pray. For example, I can pray Sunnah prayer, I can pray Ratiba prayer, I can pray Tahajjud prayer, I can pray, pray Duha prayer, I can pray uh, like all Tahiyat al-Masjid. There's many prayers, but the prayers I must pray, I have to pray, is only five. There was a man came to the Prophet ﷺ and he mentioned about the five prayers. And the man said to him, Hal He said, do I have to do any other prayers apart from these five? It's, you know, if I only do this five, will it be okay? The Prophet ﷺ said to him, La illa Unless you do it as an option, you can do more. As an option, you can do more. But five is what you have to do. Does that make sense? Okay, very good. Yes, Habibi, Hat. You can't change what you get because what you get from Allah is perfect. It's a gift from Allah and it's perfect. And if you have something perfect, why do you want to change it? Do you want to take what Allah gave you was the best and make it which is not the best? Very good. Before, one, 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 one while you keep that in your head, I just want one thing I want to share with you. Do you remember the story of Bani Israel when they got food from Jannah? What happened? They asked for food. They didn't, they didn't call up the takeaway. They asked Musa, Musa, the Prophet, and Allah sent them food from Jannah. Allah sent them food from Jannah. Do you know what happened when they ate that food from Jannah? They said, we don't want this food. We're sick of the same food every time. Can we have garlic and onions and lentils? And That's what they asked for. They, they asked for, we, we don't want these things. Do you know what Musa said to them? He said, he said, why do you want to take something Allah gave you the best and you want to change it for something which is not the best? Go to any town, you can buy garlic, you can buy lentils, you can buy onions in any place. Allah gave you food from Jannah and you guys want to eat onions. Why you want to change what is good for what is not good? So we don't want to be like those people. Yes, Habibi, tafadhal. Shh, shh, shh. 
yeah, they would, they would, I believe, I'm not expert about what they did, but they used to bring the food, they used to grow their own food. Do you remember there's an island near here? I, I don't remember, there's a few, there's like an island they call like Holy Island and some places near here. There's a place, there's like a monastery on it, like a, like a church where the people used to go and lock themselves in. And I believe they used to grow the food from the grass or they used to go to the town and send one worker just to bring the food for them. Yani. But they thought they were getting near to Allah from it. Yani they thought it was the best idea, but Allah never told them to do this. And the Prophet ﷺ didn't allow us, yani he stopped us from doing this. So Islam, always what you'll have in Islam will be, will be better. Yes, Habibi, tafadhan. Very good question. Is there, if they change the book, they change the Torah and the Injil, is there a real copy of the Torah and the Injil, like an original copy? So the answer is no. Yes, there are some copies are better than others. Because if everyone is changing, let's say if I give everybody a book and all of you change something inside the book, let's say, for example, a story, and everyone changes the story, some people change more than other people, right? So you can find some copies which are more accurate than other copies. But we don't have any copy of that book which is 100% what Allah gave. But we do have a book which has everything from there in it. What's that book? What do you think? Go on. What do you think? The Quran. In other words, everything we needed from their book, Allah included it in the Quran. So we never need to study those, those books. Any. We don't need to take it and study it and look at it. Because Allah gave us everything that was in their book, Allah gave it that we needed, Allah gave it to us in the Qur'an. They weren't allowed to talk when they're eating. You know, there's one thing that's really interesting. That Allah gave us in our religion of Islam, Allah made life very easy for us. Allah wants to make things easy for you. He doesn't want to make things hard for you. So Allah made our religion easy for us, right? He didn't make it hard for us. I also, by the way, want to apologize to the girls today that we don't have the audio link. Uh, but inshallah, the girls are following along. But yeah, in our religion, Allah made everything easy for us. And anything Allah made haram, why is it haram? Because not good for you. Yeah, Allah never made something haram just for the sake of it. Allah made something haram because it's not good for you. So our religion, many things were hard before. Many, many things were hard and Allah made them easy. And I'm going to give you an example. I don't know if you guys have seen, because where we are, I know the guys watching the video, maybe not. But where we are right outside, you've seen a lot of people from the 
Jewish Orthodox Jewish community outside, right? You saw those people, yeah? They have very complicated, very hard rules about what they can eat. It's called kosher, right? Very, very hard, extremely hard rules about what they can eat and what they can't eat. When Islam came, what happened? Allah made it easy for us. Allah took those rules away from us because at the end of the day, we, are, we, we came after them, right? So we, are, we could have had those rules as well. True? And Allah could have put those rules on us as well. For example, those people, when you see them outside, you notice on a, on a Saturday, they don't, do, like, they, they don't drive their cars and they, they don't, like, they're not allowed to do any work and stuff like that. Yeah? Allah could have made this for us. Allah could have said, on Jumu'ah, you're not allowed to go anywhere. And on Jumu'ah, you're not allowed to uh, switch your light on. And on Jumu'ah, you're not allowed to do anything except, work, except remember Allah. But what Allah made it easy for us. Allah didn't put that, that hardship on us. Right? Why did Allah put those difficulties on the other religions? Why did Allah put that upon them? It's a very tough answer. I want you to give me a really good answer. Why did Allah put that hardship on them? Okay, that's very true. They put things into their religion that was not part of it. And when they did that, Allah made it hard for them. For example, وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْمُرُكُمْ أَنْ تَذْبَحُوا بَقَرَةً Listen to this, guys. When Musa said, Allah told you that you have to slaughter a cow. Okay, so Musa said to his people, go and find a cow. And you have to now, you have to slaughter the cow. And you have to kill the cow and then the meat you will, you know, give to the poor or whatever. But you have to, you have to go find the cow and you have to slaughter the cow. What should they have done? Just gone, find a cow. Yeah, bismillah, you know, take the cow, the cow, put the food, give the meat, done. What did they do instead? They said... Uh, what kind of cow? Okay, now Allah gave some rules to them. Okay, now it has to be a cow that is not young and it's not too old. Okay? It's, it's, not, it's not young and it's not old. So what should they have done? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They should have gone and found a cow that was not too young and not too old and they killed the cow so it'd give the meat to charity and all that stuff. Then what happened? They said, what color cow? They said, what color cow? Okay. So Musa said, Allah says the cow has to be pure yellow. Like, do you see many yellow cows? No, it's hard to find, right? Very hard. It has to be pure yellow. It has to be completely yellow. What should they have done? They should have gone and found a cow that was not too old and not too young and that was pure yellow and then they should have killed the cow. And, 
but they didn't. They said, we still don't understand exactly which cow do you mean. So every time they asked, and then more rules got put. Where did these rules come from? It came from them. Those rules came from them. They made it hard for themselves because they didn't listen the first time. The first time, any cow. The second time, any cow that is not too young or too old. The third time, any cow that is not too young and not too old and yellow. The fourth time, any cow that is not too young and not too old and yellow has no uh, marks on it and doesn't uh, plow the fields. It doesn't, it doesn't drag the, you know, the, how they used to with the farmers. They didn't have tractors. They used to have cows. Yani? The cow does the job like the tractor. It doesn't do that and it, do, it doesn't give, put the water on the field. And they put so many hardships upon themselves. Allah never made their religion hard. They made their religion hard for themselves. They made it hard. When Islam came, Allah removed that hardship from us. Wallah, we could have been the same situation. We Muslims could have been the same. We could have been like that on Saturday. That, that uh, day of Saturday, it was from Allah. Allah gave them that day. It was not their day. Any Allah gave, chose for them that Saturday. And yet we could have had that, but we didn't because Allah made our religion easy for us. So the point is, if you don't make the religion hard, Allah will not make it hard. But when they brought new things into the religion that didn't come from it, so Allah made their religion hard for them. Allah made it hard for them. Uh, let me see, who have I not asked recently? Because we've got. I, I'm going to come back because you had a question and I, I'm, I've been through all of you guys. I'm going to come, inshallah. Yeah, the thing is, they, they added a lot of things. But we're not going to worry about their religion. We're worrying about our religion, about Islam. People are still adding things into Islam. People are adding things into Islam. But we have to ask for proof. Very good. Okay. Yalla Habib, yes. Last, last set of questions, then I'm going to go back. I'm going to start again. There's, do you know how many real religions there are? One The only real religion is Islam But people kept on changing what Allah gave them And every time they changed it, they gave it a new name So they changed it, they called it this They changed it, they called it that 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 But the only religion that mattered to Allah Islam Guys, you guys are still, still going to go around. Or we cannot go around another set of questions another time. Yani just quickly, very, very quickly, moving quickly. Allah never made any other religion. Allah made Islam and those people made their religion. What religion was Musa? Muslim. What religion was Isa? Muslim. What religion was Nuh? Muslim, ah, okay. They made these names, yani. Not Allah didn't make these names. No. Um, some people do. Some people worship cows. Some people worship trees. Some people worship the sun, the moon. That's why you have to thank Allah that you only worship Allah alone. No. Um, 
The thing is that generally, like there's a lot of things people do that should not that they know should not be part of their religion, right? But if you keep adding, this is the lesson we're learning. We're not learning about those religions, but we're learning that if you add something into your religion, then the the result will not be a good result, right? Like you're completely right this issue. But alcohol was like wine; it was allowed before, but it was made haram in Islam. Why was it made haram in Islam? Because it has so many bad things that happen from it. I mean, you guys, come on, you live in this country, you see how people are when they get drunk. What do they do? In SubhanAllah, they pass out on the side of the road, he doesn't remember where he was in hospital, and then they, they get into fights, they hit people, they hurt people, they make themselves sick, they die from it, and then the next day they forget. The next day they forget what they did, and then they do it again the next night. It's very sad, right? Very, very sad. That's why Allah never made anything haram in Islam without a reason. Everything, reason wine is haram is because it's bad for you. You know what we call wine in Arabic? They call it Ummul Khaba'ith. They call it the mother of everything bad. Yani everything bad comes from this. Okay, guys, we're going to take a little break. You had a long time, your hand up, so go on quickly. Okay, you tell me, tell me, no problem, you tell me, tell me what it is. The translation says that if Muhammad says, if Muhammad says anything from his mind about Allah, yeah. then they would have kept him quiet. That's true. If we forgot about some of the actions, we took them That if he, that if Prophet Muhammad said something from his own mind, if he said something from his own mind, we would have seized him, we would have took him and stopped him from it and we would have cut off the blood that comes, you know this al-wateen is the blood that comes from your neck, it would have been cut. So it did, did that happen? No, so what does that mean? He never said anything that wasn't from Allah. Okay guys, you guys had a lot of question time but we still have some things to cover. Two minutes and then we're going to finish the class, okay? Alright, two things we have to cover. I want to talk to you about some of the ways that people add something new into Islam. Okay? All right. So listen to me on this. Listen first, no questions, no hands. I don't see any hands up at all. Okay? Okay. Some of the ways people add things into Islam. Number one, they add something by making a new act of worship which never existed before. Shall I give you an example? Yeah. Prophet's birthday. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Did the Prophet celebrate his own birthday? No. Did Abu Bakr celebrate Prophet's birthday? No. Umar, Uthman, Ali, anyone? No. What about the after they died, the next generation? No. Next generation? Still no. Next generation? Still nobody celebrated. That means Somebody brought something into Islam that was never from it at all. What I mean is, we never celebrate anyone's birthday in Islam. We didn't celebrate not the Prophet's birthday, not the other Prophets, not, not anything. We never did it. So they brought a whole new kind of action. That's one example. 
Another example is they didn't bring a new Shabab. They didn't bring a new action. They changed something we already do. Okay? They changed something that we already do. So for example, I give you an example. We raise our hands, yeah? Sami'allahu liman hamida. You see some people, they say, they go like this. Like that. Okay, they, is this something we do? In Islam we do this. But they change the way you do it. Why am I telling you this? Because not everything that's added into Islam is a brand new thing. Sometimes they just change something that is in Islam and they make it wrong. Is that clear? Yeah? Like, so it doesn't mean that they added a new prayer or they added a new uh, celebration. No, they didn't add a new celebration or new prayer. But they changed something that we do. We do it like this and they do it the wrong way. That's the next thing. Okay. The third thing is, there are some things that Islam gave a number to. Islam gave it a number. Okay? For example, after your prayer, what do you say? Astaghfirullah. 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 Three times. This, I'm talking about straight away. Astaghfirullah. 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 There are some people, they say, Astaghfirullah, 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 Astaghfirullah. Okay, what's the problem? Islam gave the number three, and they changed the number that Islam gave. Okay, I give another example. There are some things, Shabab, there are some things Islam never gave them any number at all. Islam never gave it a number. For example, reading the surahs of the Qur'an, just reading Qur'an. Reading surah waqi'ah. Allah never gave it a number, read it this time, read it that time. Some people they said, you have to read it 37 times. This is the same thing because they added a number which Allah, Allah never added that number. Yeah? Some of our acts of worship, they have a proper time. Right? They have a time for them. If you do that outside of the time, it's not allowed. Right? What about if you had an act of worship that doesn't have any time? There's no time. So can you make a time for it? No. So what I wanted to show you is that it's not just adding new things into Islam. Even adding, doing things the wrong way. Even doing things a different way. Even changing the number of times, even changing the time of the day. If Islam told you to do something on a certain number, a certain time, a certain day, you're not allowed to change that number or that time or that day for a different day. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. This all comes under the hadith. Before I take your questions, last point. Last point, hands down, last point. Last point. Guys, pay attention, last point. All of this leads us to one single thing. And that is that we have to learn for every single action we do in Islam. 
we have to learn is it allowed or not allowed where do we learn that from we study the quran and we study what the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said and what he did and what he approved of we study the hadith we study the quran we study the sunnah so we know are we allowed to do it like that or not somebody says i want to pray like this alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen what do we say to him no you're not allowed to change the way we do things show me the hadith otherwise you're not allowed to do it show me the hadith otherwise you're not allowed to do it show me the quran where does it say to do it otherwise you're not allowed to do it okay so everything you want to do in islam it has to be for allah yeah it has to be for allah and it has to be done the way that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam did it so what's the two conditions it has to be for who for Allah and it has to be done the way that who did it? The Prophet, the Prophet ﷺ did it. Okay. L yes, Habibi. And like you said earlier, um, God said that if very good. No one else is allowed to add anything new. Okay, guys, that is what Allah made easy for us to mention today. And Allah knows best. Wassalatu wassalam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Next week, inshallah.